Storm Bowling Products, the bowler's company, presents the Collegiate Spotlight with Coach K. Storm's technical director, Steve Klimkin, also known as Coach K, and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce you to a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today in the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Brian O'Keefe. Brian is the director of bowling at McKendry University for both the men and women's program there. Brian, Tim Berg here. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me again, guys. All right. Well, we thought we would catch up with you as back in April, you guys, your men's university bowling team at McKendry University there, you guys won your first ever national championship so let's go back and let's talk about that. You guys defeated William Patterson University in the uh, the best of five Baker format. So talk about that and talk about kind of what led up. To, was there something that led up during your practice beforehand and then as the competition went on that you guys obviously always think you're going to have a shot, but you're like, wow, guys, let's go. We can, you know, we can actually do this. Or the week leading up that made you think, you know, the guys are really on and, and they're loose and, and we really are going to, you know, have a good chance of winning here. Sure. Um, yeah, I think I think I can go back to the exact weekend. Um, it just so happened to coincide with uh, our visit with Dr. Dean Hennitz. <laughs> that was kind of like my little joke there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a big proponent of what Dr. Dean does and, um, you know, what he's able to do with teams. So uh, our two years at McKendry for both our men and our women, we've brought him in. Um, and so we brought Dr. Dean in. And it's not that we were having any issues with the team, but he just, you know, he, he's a master of his trade and his ability to just kind of draw everybody together and really see the big picture. Uh, so pretty much after his trip, uh, which was three weeks before, I'm not exactly sure the weekend, uh, but it was about three weeks before nationals. It was right after we qualified for nationals through sectionals. Um, and so ever since that weekend, they had to, they were just a different team. You could feel it. You could see it. You could sense it. So it's actually like I had a conversation with um, the wife's parents via text message, and I told her before we even left for Wichita, I said, uh, you know, there's there's big things on the horizon here. I just have a really, really strange feeling that this weekend's going to be a little bit different. And, geez, sure enough, it was, it was just an unbelievable uh, – unbelievable match but more than that just it was an unbelievable team effort it was it was quite amazing to watch and gives me chills just talking about it again hey what's it what's it like brian now i mean you and i we bowled you know against each other in college you know at nebraska and wichita state respectively there but you know what uh what's it like now being behind the teams in college bowling versus what it was like for you when you were competing you know for, you know, for the team, is it a, a different experience, or is it just you know, hey, you're right, you're right in there with the team, just the same, and and it, it's there's really not much difference at all. What's it like for you? Well, thankfully, you're not on the team again, Steve, because you most certainly had my and our college team's number, uh, little <laughs> three piece against us, which I feel really great about. But sorry, uh, so uh, yeah, it's. You know, it's eerily similar in a weird way. You know, when things are going well, everybody's on the same unit. You know, obviously I'm not 18, 19, 20, 21 years old anymore. I wish I was. But, uh, you know, it's a really, you know, you, it's, you know, everything's jiving, for lack of a better term. So it really is a very similar feeling than when, uh, you know, you're actually competing, except now you're just kind of the bouncing board for their 
thoughts, for their decisions, for their adjustments. Uh, so really, when everything's going well, it's just like one big cohesive unit. Um, you know, it's just a lot more nerve-wracking on, on the coaching side, <laughs> from what I remember. <laughs> and I, remember. I remember taking everything kind of in swing and just, you know, okay, you know, let the pressure kind of roll off. But, man, every living and dying with every single shot as a coach can be can be not great on my well if I had hair couldn't be wouldn't be great on my non gray hairs but especially it seems like I, I lose about five years of my life every uh, every postseason so far. Hey, so Brian, just got a question for you here. The PWBA uh, league experience just ended up up in Maine, and uh, the Dallas Strikers had a three hundred game Baker game, and a lot of guys think, oh well, of course there are five pros and they're gonna you know three hundred. That's what two strikes a guy and a guy in the tenth filling it out. But talk about how difficult that really is to bowl a good game and to get a team uh, all to gel at the same time and to actually put something like that together. Yeah, I happen to I happen to watch that, and uh, I. I haven't had a chance to ask Norm. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to ask Norm, but I'm assuming when he got up in the tenth, those couple last couple shots, and probably all three shots in the tenth, he was feeling it. If anything, it was probably more nerve wracking when he bowled 300 as an individual on television. Uh, there's just something unique about it, and I don't care what you do to the lanes. And the lane conditions they were bowling on most, most certainly weren't a league type conditions. You know, they were actually quite tricky from lane to lane. But you know, just just put five unbelievable bowlers on a house shot and it's not going to be easy to bowl a baker 300 so uh we actually both our guys or women's team did not happen to bowl one this year we our guys had the front 10 strikes at sectionals um and that was pretty cool i didn't grab my phone or anything i didn't want to jinx it but unfortunately the bowling gods didn't knock over i think we left like a four pin or like maybe a half 10 pin or something on the 11th shot but yeah, that is not an easy thing to do. It's a pretty cool experience. I, I was fortunate enough to be a part of one in the World Team Challenge days. And, Steve, I know you remember those days on some not-so-easy conditions. And uh, I think it was a team of myself and Bill Hoffman when Bill used to bowl and Ron Nelson, Adam Barta, and Ted Hannis, I think. We bowled a, mm. we bowled a Baker 300 game in one of those events. Yeah, and that was that was exciting. Thankfully, I think I was bowling like the second and seventh frame. I got my job out of the way early enough to where I didn't have to didn't have to choke under the pressure, and I could let Bill get up and throw all three in a time. But that was a lot of fun. Yeah, those definitely were some good times, and that's that's kind of with you know kind of reminded me maybe the best experience for people who didn't get a chance to bowl in college. You got a little bit of that feel in those world team challenges, you know, and I think a lot of it was in the Baker format more so than, you know, in the qualifying when you're bowling your own 10 frames for yourself. I agree with that 100%. And, uh, and i got to tell you, too, just, you know, on behalf of Storm, I have to congratulate uh, you guys as your team is, you know, falls under one of our sponsorship umbrellas. And um, what is it, what did it mean to you or, or um, as far as having the support of Storm uh, throughout the year? Maybe talk about that just a little bit. Sure. I mean, it, it's unbelievable, you know, for for a bowling ball manufacturer to, uh, you know, respect and allow and help us uh, with, you know, the brand of bowling balls that we choose to throw and what we get to throw. Um, you know, bowling ball, the line from top to bottom on both sides, you know, Storm and the Roto-Grip line uh, were unbelievable. Uh, you know, we had, through the course of the year, we had guys try and, trying a few different arsenals, you know, some changing up some of the stronger pieces for the fresher game, some changing up the middle pieces, and we could always kind of go back and forth. So most certainly it was, you know, we're, we, we're incredibly grateful for uh, Storm and for Roto-Grip and their 
commitment to us and you know for believing in us to be able to throw their products and and hopefully when the television show airs here in a couple of weeks uh you know it'll be great and everybody can celebrate with that yeah so what uh, what in the arsenal did, did the guys seem to find the most success with and the ladies of course but what was some of the more successful pieces that really all or most of the teams had in their uh, in their bags when they would go to the compete in the competitions uh we had you know, we actually had a few guys on the television. I think only one on the television until through an Alpha Crux, but we had a few guys drill up an Alpha Crux uh, prior to the trip to Wichita, um, and they, that kind of went as their strong ball. You know, obviously in, in college bowling, there is a bowling ball limit on how many balls you can take. Uh, tier 1 events or the national championships are, or sectionals, you can only have five balls. So we have all of our guys throw a urethane ball as their spare ball. Um, that is, if they actually were to throw a plastic ball. We just get them through at the beginning of the year to make sure they can all throw urethane at the spare, so that way it kind of can double dip as a, as a strike ball if we happen to bowl in a short pattern, or it can, it can go straight enough and make spares consistently as well. So that's a little caveat that I didn't mention, is that they don't tell us the pattern length, the pattern shape, the pattern volume. We don't know any of that before we get on the bus to come to any postseason event. So we have to kind of try and have as wide variety of arsenal as possible. So we don't want maybe the most aggressive ball ever made at the top of our line, especially with some of our guys who have, you know, higher rev rates and a little bit higher ball speed. And so they don't, you know, they don't tend to need to get the ball to slow down as much as, let's say, someone with a 250 RPM rate or, uh, somebody who just has the speed without the RPM rate altogether. So um, the Alpha Crux was definitely a ball. Um, we didn't get to throw any of the high wires before, um, but that was a ball we were trying to get in. We, unfortunately, we just didn't get it in before we left. Uh, but the IQ Tours are always a ball that I think every one of our players has in their arsenal. Uh, just very smooth and predictable. Hey, final question I have for you, Brian, now. Um, I know uh, Shannon, she just uh, had qualified, made the show there on uh, Sonoma, and congratulations to her for that. And, uh, and I think you're there with her um, this week here in, uh, in Sacramento at Steve Cook's place. Now, uh, is, how, tell me about that coaching. How does, how does that work for you as far as, you know, she coaches the women's team. She's a coach. She's, a, you know, one of the best bowlers in the world. Are you able to coach her the same way you coach so successfully the men's team? That's a, that's a really good question. Uh, they're, they're most certainly t- can, uh, how do I want to say this? Uh, you know, the, the, the husband-wife relationship most certainly has to take a back seat anytime, uh, you know, in both of our other walks of life, whether we're co-workers at McKendry, uh, because myself as a director of bowling and her as the women's head coach, or if we go to events and I happen to be her ball rep or if I'm just coaching her on a personal level, whatever the case may be. And we've also had to deal with it on the, with the Team USA program as well. So fortunately enough, we've had the opportunity to do it enough, and we've kind of learned along the way how to separate the husband-wife versus either the player-coach or the co-worker. Um, not to say it's not a struggle from time to time. I think, uh, you know, Steve, with your you and your wife have a very good bowling relationship as well, where I'm sure you help her along the lanes. And uh, it, it definitely can be a challenge from time to time, but I think we've really done a good job of uh, separating that when I'm trying to help her, I'm not coming at it from a husbandly speaking, uh, you know, trying to, 
talk down or make her feel bad about not seeing an adjustment or anything. It's strictly from what my eyes are seeing as a, as a coach or as a ball rep. So, um, but on the bigger picture, most certainly coaching men and women, I, I feel that there is a little bit of a difference. Um, you know, stereotypically, I think you would, you, people would think that you have to be a little, can't be quite as rough around the edges, for lack of a better term, when you're coaching women versus men. But, you know, sometimes uh, it, it can be the opposite. You just have to know the personality. Uh, but overall, I think, you know, you tend to be, you can be a little more demonstrative in your, in your, uh, you know, in your tone and in your ideas and just, just your over, how you're cheering yourself when you're doing it with the guys versus the girls. The girls, you have to take a little more uh, soft-handed approach and make sure that they feel like you're not attacking them and not trying to make them feel bad about uh, whatever decisions that they made. Well, you brought up Dr. Dean earlier, Brian, and me and Steve had him on a show, uh, you know, maybe about a year back or 18 months, and he definitely said there's a difference in coaching uh, both mentally and physically coaching women versus men. And, and I was up at the PWBA event as well, and we chatted a little bit. And it was it was kind of funny to to take, you know, not having, I mean, just to be there observing and talking to people and watching how the different relationships between the husband, wife's boyfriend, girlfriend um, amongst the bowlers was, because you had the one people that was very hands-on and, and the, the female and the ladies were needing that help and needing, you know, ball choices and everything. And then you had some that were more, just staying back and watching and if they saw something that maybe the bowler didn't pick up quite as uh, quick or or just didn't notice because they were looking at something different they would throw that out there but didn't really provide that opinion unless asked so it's it is a different kind of perspective among every different couple that you see out there yeah there there's no question and that's very observant from you tim I, i you know i don't really when I'm when I'm there watching or helping, I don't really pick up on that. But now looking back on that, you're 100% right. You'll see kind of a little bit of everything. You know, the very, very sort of talk between every shot relationship, or you'll see a little more of the sit back and all that. So yeah, that's very observant on your part. Uh, I think you know, depending on the moment and everything, I think uh, Shannon and myself can kind of go back and forth with that. For the most part, I think we tend to be a little, I tend to be a little more hands off. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not dealing with somebody who's out of their element. Uh, you know, I'm fortunate enough to get to coach someone who's been a 12-time member of Team USA and has lots of success. So um, it makes it easy where, you know, I know she knows what she's talking about, but, you know, as a bowler, it can be hard to see the first 5, 10 feet of the lane. So if you have an extra set of eyes back there that can, you know, sort of see the shape a little bit better or see when the ball's starting to transition through the body of the lane just a little bit differently, you know, then that's when we really start to bounce ideas off each other. All right. Well, Brian O'Keefe, again, is the McKendry University Director of the Men and Women's Bowling Program. Brian, thanks for joining us. And uh, remind us again, when is this going to be on TV? Hope we didn't spill the beans here. I know there was a lot of stuff on Facebook, and it was posted, the results. A lot of people who know are going to know what happened, but we still want to watch it uh, and see it and and be able to relive that experience with you guys. So when is that going to be airing on TV, and and where can we find that all? Sure. There was a few different dates that they were throwing around. I think it was originally supposed to be the end of this month, but then I believe... The actual date that it's going to air is June 4th and, and at uh, noon, and I believe that's a Saturday. So I believe Saturday, June 4th at noon, um, noon our time where our college, college campus is in the central time, so maybe 1 o'clock Eastern. I'm not 100% sure on that time. Uh, as it gets closer, I'll make sure I'll go into my guide uh, on my television so I can tape it up. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be June 4th right around uh, 1 o'clock noon time, and that's on CBS Sports 
uh, network. Awesome stuff. Well, Brian, all the best of luck, and give Shannon both uh, both mine and Steve's best, and, and best of luck out there in Sacramento. All right. Well, thanks again for having me, guys. Uh, it's always a pleasure, and anytime you want to talk, just chat me up. <laughs>